What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Today, we're going to deep dive into yoga. I know Allison is our queen, resident queen of yoga at the Already Friends podcast. So I'm kind of a newbie. I've been doing yoga for a long time, but very inconsistently, probably less than 10 classes a year. Allison, on the other hand, probably been to upwards of 300 classes. So I'm going to get curious with her, ask her a bunch of questions, because I know she has mentioned to me that hot yoga is absolutely her saving grace in the winter with living in the sad Midwest with how cold we get. So anything else you want to talk about with the topic before we jump into catching up? I'll save it. I have so much (laughs) to say. (laughs) Yes. But literally like my catch up this week is basically that I've been going to so much hot yoga (laughs) because I'm on my period and I have been trying to be a little better at cycle syncing. Mm -hmm. And so I boxed really hard like the two weeks leading up. And then I tried my first plank class, Pilates, Legree. Still um, not sure (laughs) the difference on those very much. Kara goes to plank in St. Louis. And so I did that for the first time last week, which was really fun. And then I renewed my yoga membership for December because as Kara said, it's just like, it's so cold out. And I'm like, I need to be in a hot studio and sweating. So I think I literally went to like 12 classes last week. Like that was legitimately what I did because after... Black Friday and Small Business Saturday. Like that was just so much work. And I was like, I need silence. I need to sweat. I need to move my body. And I feel great. Yeah. There's nothing that compares to a workout class where you're just drenched in sweat. I almost dislike that Pilates doesn't get me so sweaty, so red. I loved Orange Theory and I still do. I just actually recently went a week ago. And just how disgusting and sweaty you get. It's such an endorphin high that you don't really get with Pilates, which I I'm kind of bummed about, but a good mix is always good of all the things. Okay, wait, I want to. I want you to tell me what your experience with Pilates is like, because I only have the one to go off of and it was hard for sure. I'm going mm-hmm. tonight. Clay's going to come with me. It'll be his first time. And it was hard, but I thought it was going to be like the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And it wasn't that bad. And I agree. I thought I was going to sweat way more. It was much more of like just shaking. Yes. Shaking is the word. It's all about the (laughs) shakes. Like you will put weight on the reformer and you'll like do go into a lunge and then you do different variations of that lunge pose for five minutes and you're holding it so long that your legs are literally shaking. And I mean, it's definitely challenging. I will say there are other workouts where I can just get in the zone. And even though I'm sprinting on the treadmill, like Orange Theory or a grip boxing class or a rumble, like even though you're going so hard and it's very intense, I feel like my mind just zones out and I get in that runner's high or get in that flow. And I feel like Pilates, it's a lot harder to get zoned out. I guess like you can just feel it. I feel like the whole 50 minutes. So maybe that's why people say it's really hard. I mean, it's... Mm, I don't know if I that, could see that. And yeah. you're changing so much. Like mm-hmm. I was not expecting to move around on that thing so much. I feel like we would do a position for like 10 seconds and it was like, all right, do this, do 
do that, yeah. do that. And I was like, send oh. yourself to the front, ride, ride <laughs> to the front, two red, one yellow. Yeah. You do all these different things. No, I think it's hard, but we, cause you were saying, you're like, it wasn't the hardest thing I've ever done, but I'm like, Allison, you also go to the most insane boxing studio that I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know if you're a good measure of how hard it is because you are literally getting punched in the face actually by boxers at your other classes. Not punched in the face, just punched in the body. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, but full on, it's no rumble. It's like a real genuine boxing studio. I feel like if you did any high school athletics though, mm-hmm. Pilates is totally doable. Yes, 100%. Like, I think if you're a generally athletic person, your athletic skills will translate into different types of movement fairly well. And I will say though, there's just something though about it where it engages muscles that no other workout I've engaged before. Because I remember the first class I went, I told the girl, I was like, there are parts of my body that are burning that I've never felt burn before. And she's like, ah, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I'm being serious. Like, I, I don't know what part, but I was like, there is something in my legs. I've never worked that intensely that was shaking, tingling. So, but the best benefit of Pilates is the core and like that deep mm-hmm. core, pelvic floor. Absolutely. Like whenever I see the girl with my dream body, then I like do a little research. I'm like, oh, she's a Pilates girl. Yeah. It always tracks. It's like every time. But all this being said, the reason I went to so many is yes, A, I did get my yoga membership renewed, but I also finally tried class pass for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, why did it take me so long to try class pass? I wish I would have done that sooner. I just think I thought it was going to be so expensive. But if you guys remember in the episode with Grace, she was talking about how like you can spend $30 a month and get a decent amount of credits. And if you mm-hmm. use the credits wisely, like they'll go a long way. And so I did the free trial, which you get 28 credits. But now someone uses... If you refer each other, right now they get 20 bonus credits. So you would get 48 Mm. credits, which is insane. So I will link my my class pass in the show notes because that's like two weeks of a ton of classes. You can try all these different places. And I tried a few other yoga studios in Omaha. And I'm glad it went this way instead of the other way around. But I was like, okay, the yoga studio I've been going to for two years is definitely my favorite. I was kind of worried like, damn, what if I like one of these way better? And I've been going like, because last year alone, my goal was to do 200 classes at my yoga studio and on top of like other workouts. And in hindsight, when I was reflecting on all of that for this episode, that helped me stay on track so much. But then at the end, I was like a little bit burned out and I really like to do all of the things. So I think for 2024, I'm going to make a goal of like 250 workouts. And that can be any yoga class. It can be any boxing class. It can be going for a run, anything. Because ultimately the goal is to move Yeah, for me. And the thing that's going to burn me out is if I have to do the same thing all the time. And I yeah. do want to do cycle syncing. So I feel like class pass, and that goal for myself is Perfect. the solution. Okay, yeah, so it only took me pass. like four years. <laughs> yeah, I've also been wanting to do class pass for forever and I've just never pulled the trigger. But I, I agree with you. I like mixing it up. That's why I do Orange Theory. I, when, it, when I was in New York, we got a $200 a month work bonus for fitness stipend. And I literally every single month just tried every single type of workout. And it was so fun. That's amazing. I know. Once You guys need to blow up the podcast so the podcast can give us a workout <laughs> <Yes>. stipend. <laughs> literally. No, that was like 
the best work benefit ever. And then eventually I just joined Equinox and only paid the rest because I think that was like $265 a month. But no, I, I love trying out new ones. So I'm going to use your link and try it out too. Yay. We're going to convert everyone to be class passers. <laughs> and it's so fun to just meet other people. Mm-hmm. You, it's so easy to get stuck in your one routine. And the perspective is really good because even at the other yoga studios... I was humbled because the way that they did things was very different than the studio that I go to. And I have gone to plenty of other yoga studios while I've been traveling, like went to quite a few in Joshua Tree last year. If I'm on a trip, I think it's so fun. But every instructor, I feel like uses different names for some of the postures or the way that they're going to explain it. Like one of these instructors, she gave us no heads up. Like at no point in time did I have any idea how many times you were going to go through a sequence or something. And Clay and I were looking at each other and we were like, dude, making me look like a fool out here. (laughs) Giving me no heads up. She was going so fast. And I was like, I don't know if my studio has been holding her hands or (laughs) if this girl is just not that well-trained. I don't know. But it's good to... I don't know, mix things up. I feel like to keep it interesting. Yeah. And you're right. What if you're going to a studio and you try another one and you're like the one way better? So 100%. Any other fun updates for you? Um, I'm getting the mole removed on my forehead. Oh my gosh. I know. I had like the same size mole on my jaw that I got removed a few years ago. And it seems like a small thing, but I probably had like 15 moles removed. And it kind of sucks because if they're in a particular place, sometimes they can't just cut them off. You have to get the stitches. So for the one on my forehead, I'm definitely going to have to get stitches, I'm assuming, because I want it fully taken off. So I'm going to look like Harry Potter for two weeks. But it'll be- <laughs> so I'm not... I think it will be worth it because it's just going to make me more confident. And I chose the winter for a reason because I can just put a beanie on or like mm. bundle up, but you don't want to have sun exposure on like a fresh stitch like that. Mm. So I kind of have to do it now. And then I'm going to be gone in January. So tomorrow's the day. And I was like filling out the patient form stuff today. And they were like, it's like within the 24-hour window of canceling. And I'm like, all right, I'm really this doing it. I just, I hate needles. I hate blood. I hate being in any sort of thing that's like a doctor's office. I'm like already panicking. But I'm going to start the day tomorrow. I'm going to breakfast with a friend for a birthday at 8 a.m. And then I'm going to go to a restore yoga class at 10 a.m. And then I'm going to get this procedure at 11.30. So I'm like going to go in with good vibes. Yeah. Have a full stomach of food. Or you can- <laughs> Is that right? That's what you want to do. Well, yeah, I think so. Because they're not like knocking me out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've never had <laughs> Unfortunately. <them> You're like, <laughs> I wish. Give me some anesthesia. Is it just numb locally and then they just like do something to it? I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. See, I've never watched because no. I cannot. But the fact that this one's on my face, like the other ones are like on the back of my leg, like on my back. Even when it was on my chin, I could like, or my jaw, I could turn away. But I'm like, I can't, can't look away. Oh my gosh. Nervous. Well, you sorry. If I made you guys queasy, I'm sorry. You're the toughest bitch I know. So you can do this. Not this. <laughs> I like sent Clay. I literally know he's working, but I like sent him the info and the time and the place, like in case he was going to be like, Do you want me to come hold your hand? But I he know. was like, oh, Okay, thanks. Is he going <laughs> no. to? No. I mean, I didn't ask him to. I'm going to text him right now. But... Like, Clay, ask Allison if she needs someone to hold her hand. <laughs> Sometimes boys use a nudge. Skip your work. Skip work. Like, call out sick. Help a girl. <laughs> 
<laughs> but how about you? How Gosh. was Thanksgiving Mexico? Oh my God, we have so much. I know. Mexico was amazing. I literally, I love Mexico so much. I mean, Allison, you love it too, but it's just such a cool country and there's so much culture and the people are amazing. Like the locals are the nicest people. It's the best service, best hospitality. I was there for a wedding and that was on Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving. And that was so fun. That was all of Connor's college friends. We had a blast. It was like a smaller resort, which was really nice because it didn't feel like this massive place. It was just easy to get everywhere. The food was, it was bad. <laughs> I mean, like the oh, food was seriously. nasty. I feel bad saying that, but like the food was so mediocre um, at the first, at the resort where the wedding was. Like every, like people got sick. Connor was like so ready to leave. I thought yeah, it was fine. I bet because Connor's kind of picky. No, yeah. Connor has to be picky because <laughs> he's all these allergies. Yeah. But like, like we went to the hibachi restaurant in the resort one night and like some of my friends got sick. I'm like, I don't, I think I do have like a tough tummy though. Like I didn't get sick in Bali. People I know got belly, Bali belly. I don't know. I think I'm just, I'm just built different. But <laughs> I thought it was fine. But then after the wedding, I went to these other two hotels that I was shooting with Beautiful Destinations and this other client, which I can't say yet, but it's like a really big client. It was, it was really fun. But oh my God, we shot these two five-star hotels and it was literally one of the best experiences of my life. The food was so good. So the first hotel was Palmaya, the house of Aya, which actually is like 85, 90% all vegan. They have like other entrees that are not vegan, but for the most part, it's like an all vegan, all-inclusive. If you guys ever want to treat yourself and splurge and do an all-inclusive, one million percent. Palmaya, the house of Aya. It was so amazing. I I just can't get over how lovely it was. Like the beach was so gorgeous. There's also included activities, which I thought was amazing because usually an all-inclusive, it's like all-inclusive drinks, food, and then some shows or random things here and there. But at the house of Aya, it was yoga included, breath work, meditation, painting classes, drawing classes, full body workout classes, like very high quality, top tier activities were included. And I just, I could have stayed there forever. <laughs> I did not want to leave. I told Allison, that sounds I'm like, amazing. you need to go here. Like add that to your bucket list, add it to where you should go on your honeymoon or something. I don't know. It was so Allison coded. So loved. Give us more insight into like the aesthetic. What was it? Yeah. What it, was the vibe there? It's definitely like Tulum vibes. This is in Playa del Carmen. So I was in 40, 30 minutes south of Cancun. I love Playa del Carmen, by the way. Hania lived there in 2020 and it's like one of her favorite places ever. So when she told me that, I was very excited and I totally get the charm because one of the days, there was like one day in between the wedding and when the shoot started. So I just got a hotel in downtown Playa and just walked around, explored. And it's so cute, so charming. Um, so Playa is amazing. It's so affordable too. Like Mexico just is amazing. But yeah, the aesthetic of Palmaya is very Tulum vibes. They have like one of those giant statues, kind of like Tulum has one of those like giant wooden statues of a woman. It's hard to see. You just go look up. I'll link their Instagram. Just go check it out and you'll see why I'm like, I was in heaven. But then the second hotel we shot, because we did three days or four days, three nights, probably three days for each place. The second one, I just didn't think anything could get better than Palmaya. They went to Chable. Maroma, another five-star hotel. Um, it's like $1,200 a night per room. One of their rooms is 10 grand a night, which apparently this guy was telling us that there's some like big UK female celebrity that goes and just stays there a month at a time and rents out the $10,000 a night villa. I'm like, wow, must be nice. But oh my gosh, that food was also amazing. It's The whole menu is designed by one of the top Michelin star chefs in Mexico. He's in Mexico City. There's like some super famous restaurant that's his and he's the guy who makes all the menus 
for child blame aroma, but literally the best food of my entire life. Um, and it's so fun doing this for work. So I'm like, I don't have to spend any of my own money. So like, it was just balling out, getting the best meals, filming it all. I just cannot say enough good things. I am scared that this is going to make my taste for hotels like way too unreachable, like lifestyle creep. But like, I didn't do anything to like, I can't do that again, you know? So that's also kind of why I haven't flown business or first class yet because I'm scared I'm going to like it too much and then be like, okay, well, I can't fly this every time. And then I don't know if I can go back to coach. You know what I, I mean? Know. I have I've only ever flown in the in the back. But with points, <laughs> like I can definitely I have so many credit card points. I can definitely redeem that somehow for business class or first class and not pay obviously 10 grand for a ticket. But I like I don't I don't want to do that yet because I'm scared. I'm just gonna like that and be like, okay, well, I don't have any more points. So get back in 37D, Kara. Well, at least for this trip by itself, your hotel situation went like, okay, really yes. good, amazing. At least it went in that order instead of the other way around where you like have this mind-blowing, amazing five-star experience and then the next week have to go somewhere else. Like you ended on a high note. Ended on a high note. You were able to, you know, refill your cup from a million percent other stuff. And did lots of yoga. There was yoga classes included at the second place too. So I did like three yoga classes last week. So it's honestly perfect for this topic. So, I mean, that's all my updates. If you have a lot of money, go to those hotels. Highly recommend. You can afford it. For a honeymoon, that does sound Oh my gosh. Perfect. It would a million percent be the best honeymoon place ever. Yeah. It was Are you going to go on a honeymoon? Yeah. So we're not going to go until after because our wedding's already a destination. And so we're going to save it for maybe like November, December, October or something. I love that. Yeah. I, I feel like all of our family and friends are going to fly to Charleston. Then we would just leave them. I feel like, no, that's its own trip. Mm. We'll save the trip for later. That's smart. Yeah. Because then that's just way too much jam-packed in that time anyway. Space out the exciting things. Exactly. So that was my trip because, you know, you don't, I don't usually get to shoot hotels. So it was very cool that it was like a five star hotel campaign <laughs> that's very far and few between. But I'm hoping that I can just get some more of those because it's usually tours and boards, which is like running around, changing hotels every night, covering two, three, four states at a time. But this was just like two locations that you stayed at the whole week and you didn't move. And that was just, it was a great way to end the year. It was, it was like a nice little unexpected like your treat. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, for more context, when you say like you're shooting for the tourism boards, mm -hmm. you're usually shooting like iconic landmarks or things that people are yes. going to these cities or destinations for, as opposed to the bougie hotel itself. Yeah. That like being the hotel being the client means that you just stay at the hotel, whereas the tourism board being the client, they have 30, 40, 50 vendors that want to be in the video. So every single thing is in a different place, a different town. So it's just two different, completely different things. Things. And I love them both, of course. But it was nice to do one where we actually had breaks. Like that doesn't happen really ever on a regular shoot because you're trying to get it all in the same day or within a week. So it was, it was a good, good way to end the year. It was awesome. Very lucky. Okay. I love that. My peak was that I have been reunited with my walking pad. Oh, I'm so happy. So I had lent her to a friend and it was kind of a mutual, like I wasn't asking for it back and she wasn't like saying, hey, you can have it back. I don't really think that either of us, when I gave it to her, maybe back in like April, really had a timeline in mind of like how long I was going to let her borrow it. But I think in my head, I was thinking maybe like a couple months and then I, I did kind of forget and then it was nice out and then we were gone and all that. But I am back with my walking pad. <laughs> And oh my God, 
if if you work from home, even if you don't work from home and you like watch a movie in the evening, you can crank out miles so fast. Karen and I were on a call for two hours yesterday. In that time, six miles. This morning, making the outline for today's episode. And what else did I do? I made a lemonade post. I checked my emails. Five miles. Mm-hmm. I would never, yesterday and today, have gone outside and walked 11 miles in this cold weather. I know. And people without a walking pad, or some people online say, oh yeah, just take lots of breaks during the workday. Go for a walk. It's like, no, you really, there's no way I can go take a 20-minute break three times a day with the kind of job that I have where everything's on my phone, everything's on a computer or a laptop. Just, if you are on calls a lot, I think maybe that was possible, but I just feel like there's some professions where you cannot just get those 10,000 steps as easily unless you're doing a long walk before work and a long one after work. So I feel like it's the perfect way to get all your steps. I couldn't agree more. It's so easy too. I feel like people think that typing and walking is way harder than it actually is and it's not. Mm -mm. And yeah, like you said, you can take breaks, but I don't feel like I would ever get to the amount that I can get to on my walking pad because it's Mm -hmm. not... Like then on my breaks, I can like go do the laundry. I can play with peaches. I can make food. Then I don't have to use my breaks all just for trying to get some movement in. Yeah. And then in the morning, you can still like hit a workout class or at night mm-hmm. and get those steps in during the day. So I don't I don't feel like it's a substitution. It's like an addition to your lifestyle. Yeah, 100%. So worth it. And I know last week when we were talking about de-influencing and we were like, that was our thing. And I remembered how much I loved that thing last year. But now that I'm back with it, I'm like, can I take it to Columbia with me this winter? <laughs> yeah. I just want it with me all the time. It's like a security blanket. That's so and nice. okay, tell me if you think that this is not good parenting, pet parenting. Peaches loves it. <laughs> I'm getting her a mile a day on that thing. That's Easy. Hilarious. She already did her mile this morning. I, t- I, t- I keep it off and then I leash her up and I say, okay, Peach, come on. She jumps right onto it. And then I turn it on and I turn it up and she just walks. Without you on it? Yeah, of course. That's crazy. (laughs) It is so cute. I've taken quite a few videos, but I don't know what to post it on that people don't think that I'm like not being, like it's for her benefit. She would just be sleeping on the couch. I still take her outside. I took her to the dog park last night. It's just in addition. Yeah. It's getting her her moving, helping her not be bored. And now we're podcast recording and she's taking a nap. It's perfect. Yeah, if she likes it, that's fine. I mean, she's so little. I don't think she can really get hurt. Margo's scared of it. She just thinks it's like, well, she just ignores it. But you just got to start them slow. It's like you leave it off and then slowly make it go faster. And then just like, oh, I'm just walking. And then her tail wags. It's so cute. But I will say the one not downside of the walking pad or peaches on the walking pad, it makes it feel very dystopian future where I'm just like, wow, I'm just this little slave on my little fucking iPhone mm-hmm. on this walking pad, not seeing the world. And I'm like, well, it's really not that different than sitting at my desk. At least I'm <laughs> walking. But it does feel a little like Ready Player 3 vibes. Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. <laughs> I have thought that. I'm like, dang, that is kind of depressing that like we can't just go outside and walk around. I don't know. And exist here Maybe, for yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. But all that being said, this is actually a great segue because way back when yoga was created, part of the reason it came to be is because there was so much suffering and pain in the world. Mm. And the original creation of yoga was to help find ways to deal with like all of that suffering and pain and to bring light to your life. And in all of our lives, there is a lot of shitty things that happen, stress, busy, overwhelm, grief, trauma, etc. And yoga is an amazing way to help make all of that a little bit better. Okay, well, and before we jump into that, should we, yeah. should we do Listener Peaks of the Week? Oh, so guys, I feel like I have been 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. I forgot listener peaks of the week like multiple times in the past couple months. That's okay. You're just flowing with the thoughts. That's just... Just excited to talk about yoga. Yeah. No, you're good. Okay. Really quick. Hold your thought. <laughs> Let's do listener peaks. Oh my gosh. This is cute. Sarah said, my coffee barista gave me a free oat milk latte. What a nice little surprise. I love that. I love when you're at the coffee shop and they mess someone's up and you haven't ordered yet. And they're like, who wants this? <laughs> That's the best. This one from Susanna. She said, I'm moving to Germany in three weeks on Christmas Day to live with my boyfriend. Oh my gosh, girl. I'm so excited for you. That is going to be such a cool experience. Good luck with everything. Cole said, I figured out how to fix the error in my podcast audio and I got it uploaded. We love that. Slay. Love a tech <laughs> king. I've been there, done that. It's the worst and most frustrating thing ever, but glad you got it figured out. And Raina said, getting to try salsa dancing at a new place with my girlfriends. Wow. That is fabulous. I'm inspired. That Need to so add that fun. to my bucket list. I have a friend actually also doing salsa dancing in Chicago. She's doing like an eight-week class thing. I'm like, that's so Oh, fun. she's full scent. Tanya cool. did it too in Kansas City. People, maybe there's a revival of salsa dancing. We should try it out. <gasps> class pass. <laughs> there you go. I know I have Zumba down the street for me. I don't think that's quite the same, but still dance, right? Yeah. Okay, as always, maybe. send in your peaks to our Instagram page, Already Friends Podcast. We post that story box every Monday. Also on the Instagram is our Listener of the Week segment. We pick someone every single week. We send them $10. So to get entered, make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast on Apple or Spotify and sent that to us. And then just be over on the Instagram page. And then if we notice you, we pick someone new every single week, you'll be our Listener of the Week and get that $10. Yay. And thank you guys <laughs> also for shouting us out on your stories for Spotify Rap Day. That was like oh the most gosh. fulfilling and rewarding day. Wait, I should change what? my peak of the week to that. Like that was so awesome. I, I never know when Spotify Rap is coming. And then one day just happens. And it's so nice that you guys share us and tag us. Like you guys are so sweet. Or DM us. Thank you for sharing. That's awesome. I know. I was just going to say the same thing that I like didn't know it was coming. And <laughs> then I was like, wait, why do we have so many notifications? <gasps> Spotify Rap Day. Reshare everything. Yeah. Thank you guys yeah, for day being made. here. Thanks for sharing. We love you. That, that made our whole year. Podcast peak of the week for sure. Yes, absolutely. We've been wanting to talk about this app that we are absolutely loving and it's the way that we're keeping our screenshots organized and it's called the Pager app. You know, the camera roll can be looking a little untidy sometimes and a big <laughs> problem from that is the screenshots. And so we were like, there has to be a solution to this. That way these screenshots don't just get lost in our camera roll because that has happened to me so many times where I screenshot something and then completely forget about it, go back to look for something months later and I'm like, oh, I didn't remember that I screenshotted that event that I wanted to go to or that place that I should have saved, et cetera, et cetera. And so we're really excited that this pager app is now in creation. So what pager is, it is an app that turns your screenshots into bookmarks. So you can save them, organize them, and find them. And you can find everything that you love across the entire internet. So with pager, you can rediscover your new favorite spots, restaurant recommendations, products, media, and more in all one place, all from your screenshots. It's literally that simple. When you put your screenshots in Pager, it recognizes the text within those screenshots, making everything searchable and organized. So to all of our creative listeners out there, if you're passionate about aesthetics and exploration, we definitely recommend giving Pager a try. It's like having your own curated little universe of inspiration and recommendations right in your pocket. Absolutely. So make sure to head over to the App Store and download Pager today. You can find it by searching Pager Screenshots. And thanks to Pager for being a sponsor of the Eerie Friends Podcast. 
As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish. I studied German in college and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often. But I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week. And I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, learning second, third, fourth languages, I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Already Friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Artie Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. This episode is sponsored by Honeylove. Honeylove is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honeylove bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honeylove's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lifts. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have the superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid-stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Love's shapewear, it's so comfortable. 
comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash alreadyfriends. You can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash alreadyfriends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. All right, back to yoga. Okay, I kind of split this up into a couple chunks. First, we have like, what do we all know yoga as? Then a little history of yoga. School will be in session for a few minutes. And then we're going to talk about our experience with yoga, how to prepare for your first yoga class. And then we're going to talk about one of my favorite parts of yoga, which is pranayama, breath work, and some wrapping up thoughts, some of our favorite yoga people to follow, and anything else randomly that comes up along the way. Perfect. Take it away. Give us a little history lesson. Give us some background to yoga because I learned a lot from these notes. Okay. So starting off with the practice of yoga originated in India in 2700 BCE. The internet said BCE. I don't know what that is, but a very long time ago. Yeah, before Common Era. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Before Christ is like the... But what's the difference between... But now they say BCE. Oh, BC and BCE are the same? Yes. It's just more inclusive. People who don't believe in Christ. Cool. Okay. Love love the accommodation in history. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Clearly reading from my notes. So the word yoga means to connect or unite yoke. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but we look to connect to the true self. And a lot of times when you see yoga stuff, you'll see the self, they're the S of self capitalized because there's kind of a difference between your lowercase self and your uppercase self in the same way that there's like little T trauma and big T trauma. So a lot of yoga is trying to connect to your capital S self, which is also known as the divine essence, the ultimate self or the Atman. So if that is maybe not resonating, another way to think about it is yoga can also mean separation or disentanglement. So we're dis, we're removing our from whatever is making us say stressed or overwhelmed or really bogging us down with all the shitty things that happen on earth so that we can get to this state of feeling super free because the ultimate goal of yoga is to attain moksha, meaning liberation or freedom. It's spelled M-O-K-S-H-A. And you don't actually need to know any of that before you go to a yoga class or if you're new to yoga, you can just just go right in. doesn't matter. I started learning more about yoga after I'd probably been to like 200 classes because I had a friend who was starting a skincare company and she Mm -hmm. reached out to me and she was like, hey, do you want to do a swap where you give me an hour of like business advice and I'll give you an hour of like yoga lessons, but not necessarily like the movement, but like actually about yoga, like the things I learned in teacher training. And I can give you some feedback on how maybe you're doing some of the postures wrong. And Mm. I was like, okay, wow, I love this. This is a great trade. And she was the first person to tell me that there are eight limbs of yoga. And asanas are really what we all probably think of yoga as. It's the postures. 
and all the yoga places around. I almost feel like they should be called asana studios because you're not really always doing the other parts of yoga. I have been to some yoga studios that are so spiritual. They're total mind, body, spirit. And I've been to some yoga studios that are like so westernized, so whitewashed that it's like they're just trying to get you in there to like have a workout when Mm -hmm. there's so much more to yoga than like getting a workout. And this one girl I follow, she says she doesn't even like to refer to yoga as a workout or fitness because it's like, it's just so much more than that. Mm-hmm. So asana uh, is usually the one of the eight limbs that we're mostly thinking of when you think of yoga. Is it the asana of yoga? And within yeah, that, but, you told me there's even more different types within asana. Is that correct? Yes. We and get into also, that. no, no, we can get into a couple. So you guys, there's yin, which mm-hmm. is you're holding postures for like two to five minutes. So you might be in child's pose or rabbit or melting heart for like a few minutes. Like it's very slow, restorative, or you might be in Bikram, which is hot yoga. If you guys haven't seen the Bikram documentary on Netflix, I think it's on Netflix, highly recommend. It's a little controversial. So he ended up kind of being a bad guy. Mm. So a lot of the studios in America changed their names from like Bikram yoga studios to hot yoga. Mm. So that, that hot yoga sequence, that's the Bikram sequence, is the same all the time, basically, from him, right. from what I understand. Yeah, it's like 28 variations and one breathing exercise in the beginning, and one breathing exercise in the end, something like that. That's what I was reading. That probably sounds right. And, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. Even if the dude was a little messed up, like that... <laughs> class is so good. Like anytime I'm feeling like shit, like it is so rejuvenating in so many ways. So I'm really glad that they were like, you know what? We're not going to ditch the class. We're just going to change the name. We're keeping keeping the flow. And so yes, eight limbs, one being a sauna. You have vinyasa classes, you have yin, you have Bikram, like there's so many. And even depending which studio you go to, which instructor, like there's so much variation within that. The other limbs, you have yama, niyama, pranayama, pratyahara, Dharana, Dhyana, and Samadhi. I'm probably saying all of those wrong, but like I said at the beginning, Pranayama, which is breathing techniques, is the other one I want to talk about today because I wish I would have started breath work years ago. I've said it on here a lot of times that my fatal flaw is that I anger very easily. I would have found breath work would have been a lot, a lot fewer outbursts. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you wouldn't have found boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't need to get punched thousands of times in the stomach. (laughs) But all in all, even me saying this, I'm like, I literally have no idea what I'm talking about. But yoga, it's like a yoga practice because I think like your entire life, you just have to keep working on it. Like you're never going to conquer yoga. Like that's not the point. I also, I think it was a TikTok that was talking about if you are speed driving and you're like cutting people off in traffic on the way to your yoga class, you're missing the point of what yoga is. It's not about like getting to that class. It's slowing down, moving with intention, connecting with yourself, not moving about your day in this aggressive manner. So with that, I feel the same about Pilates classes. I'll go to class five minutes early, sit on the reformer. And the person next to me is like scrolling Instagram on the reformer before class starts. And then they leave their phone there and it like dings throughout class. I'm like, I know this is maybe a workout to you. But for me, this is like 60 minutes to my mind, to myself. I'm like, why are you doing that? 
Oh my gosh, I'm I was actually so surprised when I went to the Pilates class that people had their phones because yeah. at my yoga studio you cannot bring your phone into class. Right. It stays in the locker room. And if it if anything, when I first started going to yoga, I was like, I'm literally paying to be away from my phone for an hour. Like yeah. I didn't understand all of the benefits of yoga, but I was like, I'm just here and I showed up and I'm in a room where I'm forced to like confront myself for an hour. That's what I'm paying for, I guess. Yeah. I think it is a rule. I just don't know if they're not enforcing it or something, but that always blows my mind. I'm like, why do you need your phone right now? You can't sit here and look quote unquote dumb. I don't know what it is. Like you can't just sit for five minutes before class starts, get some yeah. grounding, turn off all the outside world for two seconds. Sorry, that sounds really judgmental, but <laughs> it just blows my mind. I'm like, how is no one, I don't know. But honestly, it's validating the emphasis of this episode because the way that our country has whitewashed these like very spiritual practices and just made them like money-making machines, people don't even know that yoga is like a whole lifestyle and that we're also doing classes for our soul and for our mental health and so that we can be nicer to our partners and our coworkers and have patience with ourselves and really even know like what our body looks like. Like I feel like before I went to yoga, I was so disconnected from my body. I didn't know what body shape I even really had or like what, what the limits of my flexibility or my strengths were. And now I just feel way more in sync with my body. And if something hurts or I've pushed something too far or like, I'm just way more in tune with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would have gotten to that without yoga. Wow. That's really interesting because I know a lot of people have. I mean, yeah, you kind of said you went more for maybe the emotional, spiritual benefits at first, but now you have an emotional, spiritual plus physical connection. So that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. You're right. I kind of probably did the opposite. I was depressed and didn't know how to slow everything down. And I was like, I just need to be in a dark room. Basically, I wanted to just get a massage after a massage after a massage, but massages are so expensive. And I was like, I can't just heal myself from getting a massage every day. Mm -hmm. And yoga seemed like the next closest thing that was accessible and often. So I started by just going to one yin yoga class. And I remember the girl next to me was like breathing pretty loud. And I was so triggered. I was like crying. <laughs> and then it got better. And now I think about the things that used to trigger me. And I'm like shook because yoga has made my entire nervous system so much more regulated. I have so much more grace with other people and myself. And I just feel like I used to judge quicker. And now I can see myself and people like when they're struggling with something way more. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I just, wow. I hope everyone at some point in their life gives yoga a try. And I remember one time I posted something on TikTok about yoga and this lady commented like, oh, I can't wait to get into it like once my kids are grown and out of the house. And I was like, girl, do not wait. How are you going to raise these kids without yoga? Like, <laughs> yeah. I would be... It's snapping at them every second if I didn't have yoga and losing my shit. Like, yeah, now is the time. Do them at the same time. You don't need to do one or the other. Absolutely. I'm like, life's going to be peaceful once the kids are out of the house. Right now is where you probably need it the most. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Join How did you get into it? I mean, like I've said, I've kind of been sporadic with it. And this is definitely motivating me to try it out more consistently. But I don't know. I think growing up with a gym that had classes, because I used to live right by Lifetime Fitness in Omaha, like literally a three-minute drive. So we went there. And I think that was the first time I really did yoga. to my memory. Doing classes there. And those are pretty good. But I feel like now I just go when I really feel like I want a calm, relaxing day. So I went to hot yoga last year, my birthday. Because I feel like there's a, that's just a great way to get present. Start the day with a lot of gratitude, ground yourself. And actually, I've done, hot, or I've done yoga on my birthday a couple times now. And it's kind of a pro tip. Like, great way to start your birthday, honestly. I think just wanting to have that mindfulness while also getting a workout. Because I, I will say, I definitely like the workout aspect of it. But I think I've been surprised at just how much... It's just like a great way to be present for 60 minutes and just zone out from the chaos of the world. Yeah. It, and tying in even the breathing and how you said like it makes you feel present. And a lot of the reason most people go is to feel that presence. So one of the types of breathing is called your ujjayi breath. Most yoga studios, I assume when you go to a yoga class, will probably explain that to you. But I won't out the person. But I took someone one time and they were just trying so hard with yoga as if it was like a race that they were running. Like they were not doing breath to movement and they were like full sending it so hard. And then afterward, I was like, by the way, if it's that hard, like you're going too hard. Yoga is about like breath to movement and pushing yourself like a little bit to that edge, but like not over it. Mm-hmm. To where there's other sports where like you're you're going over the edge. It's like, I'm leaving nothing here. And yoga isn't really like that. And if you lose your breath, that means you've done too much. Mm, to okay. where like if, you, if you're running, if you're breathing really hard, like that's going to happen at some point. Yeah. So it's not like the same goals as your Orange Theory or... Yes. Workout classes. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're trying to like go to fatigue and exhaustion and like leave nothing on the table. I think of yoga as a way to like be in sync with myself and give me energy so that like when I leave class, I'm like, wow, I'm rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. And the other type of breath work that I love is, I'm probably not going to pronounce this right either, but it's a Nadi Shodhana or alternate nose breathing. You can do this. Like I'm sure you can find videos on TikTok or you can just like look something up and make it for yourself. But it's really, really good for you. And if you're maybe stuck in traffic and you're like really stressed out about something, just like practice some alternate nose breathing, like with your thumb on one nostril and then say like your ring finger on the other one, close one, breathe in one, close the other nostril, breathe out the other nostril and just like repeat that a couple of times. And you'll be like, wow, my heart was just like racing. I had like so much anxiety and it like forces you to calm down. Wow. If anything, at first, I feel like it almost made me feel claustrophobic because it was like so hard for me to like ring things down, even to this day sometimes. Like we did nostril breathing last night in class and I was like, I just want to take a big mouth breath. Mm-hmm. Which I feel was, trapped almost. Sometimes I feel the same. And I keep saying, I, I feel like I might need to go to an ENT and see if I'm getting 100% of the possible breath I can be getting out of my nose. I feel like I almost have a slight deviated septum because sometimes nose breathing is so not the same fulfilling as a mouth breath. But I was telling yeah. Allison, my yoga teacher last week was at the end of class. He was joking. Everybody was during class. He was saying that he wants to make a children's rhyme, like a children's song that nose is for breathing, mouth is for eating. Because he kept yelling at us like, don't breathe out of your mouth, breathe out of your nose. And I'm like, sometimes I cannot breathe out of my nose. Like if I'm stuffed up, no. Is there anything else related to breathing? Because after that, I feel like you should give lots of tips. Because I know you wrote down a lot of good tips for how to prepare for a class. Um. Okay, last thing on breathing. Wim Hof, love him. There's a YouTube video, I'll link it. That's Mm -hmm. like a beginner breathwork one. And he goes through these three cycles. 
And I literally feel like I am high as a kite after I do one of his breathwork sessions. The one I love is like 12 minutes. You can do it anywhere, anytime, sitting, laying, whatever. I like to sit personally, but I'll close my eyes. And I afterwards, like it's this euphoric feeling where I almost just like can't help but laugh. And I don't know at what, like, I don't know if I'm laughing at how I was so caught up at being mad at something that like didn't even matter. I don't know if it just feels good. It really is just like being high where you're just like, life is funny. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm chilling. And I just can't believe that things like meditation and breath work are available to us for free in the comfort of our home, anywhere, anytime. And it's just not like, why aren't we le- taught that in like high school? They're teaching you how to like regulate your emotions. Like, dude, just teach the kids how to meditate and breathe a little bit. It'll go a long way. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's crazy. I think there have been more initiatives. People coming to schools, teaching breath work because it is so important. It's oh my so God, true. good. Okay, well, I love, I want to pick your brain on good tips that you have for class. I want to ask you one question. A lot of classes at the beginning, they tell you to set your intention for the class. Are there any intentions that you frequently use? I know I wrote down some that I've used before, but what intentions have you set. Oh, I want to hear yours first. Say them. I would say a majority of the time I'm setting my intention of just being present. And I use yoga as a part of my meditation and mindfulness practice, which I'm going to plug it for the 8 millionth time. If you haven't read The Power of Now, it teaches you how to be present. Because honestly, if I feel like if I hadn't read that book, I wouldn't be as good at being present in yoga because it basically teaches you how to see your thoughts in your head and how to realize that your thoughts are not you. It's just another voice that isn't actually who you are and how you can kind of see those thoughts floating around and you can just kind of let them pass by. So for me, I would say 90% of the time, my intention is to be present. But some other ones, gratitude, that's another one that I've done. Awareness of breath, forgiveness, letting go, being open to receive. Those are some good intentions. Any other ones? I feel like my most common one is presence. Yes, but just that I made it there. Sometimes I feel Mm -hmm. like the hardest part of either working out or getting yourself to do something is the getting there. Like once you're there, I'm like, well, I'm already here. It's easy now. But thanking myself for putting it on my calendar, doing Mm -hmm. what I need to do to get ready for the class. And then during those 60 minutes, just being happy that I I followed through with myself. Mm -hmm. And then another one is like trying to just say nice things about either my body or my thoughts or my skill set around yoga while I'm in the class. Mm -hmm. Like you can see yourself in the mirror and instead of being like, wow, I really need to dye my hair or I need to lose weight or I need to get a pedicure or I just have this shitty mat and all these people have this nice mat or I don't have a matching set or dang, I should really get that water bottle. Instead of trying to compare yourself and where you are to either where you want to be or to everyone in the room, just saying like nice affirmations in the mirror, I'll be like, wow, you held that pose for a really long time or wow, this is really cool that you're almost 30 and you're still doing this, which is not old, but I'm like, I'm here. And I think that's just in time helped me give more grace to myself. Wow. Love that. Another one that I thought of when you were saying that that I'll do is I'll decide what my effort level should be. And if I'm feeling good, I'm like, okay, my intention is to give my 100% effort. Like I need to try hard in this class or acknowledging if I'm not feeling great, if I'm on my period or something like that, that I can give a lower effort. My, my intention is, okay, I can take this one easier. 
because I need to give myself that grace and that's okay because I'm here. I'm doing it. I agree with that one. I do that one a lot too. Okay, so you wrote down how to prepare for a yoga class because we've gotten a few what would your best to do questions about getting into power life or getting into yoga or any of these studios playing. So for someone who wants to get into yoga that's truly never gone or hasn't gone in a long time, what are some of your tips for how to have a successful class? Okay, first, I think you should do a little visual research. I think the main thing that kind of gives us fear and anxiety is like the unknown. So if you can watch some YouTube videos, I used to watch Yoga with Adrian on YouTube. And the way she explained stuff and her videos were just so nice, so easy to follow, that that helped me even learn some of the main names so that by the time I went to my first class... I was like, okay, I've, I've heard that be called out before. I kind of maybe know what we're going to do in this class. And also, if you're really intimidated to try one of the, say, the like the IT studios, I also did a few months at the YMCA with like 65-year-old people that I knew did not care at all before I had the courage to go to the studio I go to now. So I was building up my confidence in it. So you can do that at home. Maybe you go with a friend. When I went to my first plank class last week, a friend and I went together. I think that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not going into the studio totally on your own. Then when you do pick a studio, definitely arrive early and know what type of class you're signing up for so you know what to expect. I accidentally did clay dirty because I had taken him to a lot of restore classes at my studio, which you could wear sweatpants. It's very comfy. Like you're not going to sweat. You're just basically stretching. And then one morning we went to like a power yoga class and he was wearing sweatpants and I thought he had like tight shorts underneath. And I was like, sir, you're going to be really hot in there. And he's like, why? And I'm like, it's a heated power class. Like I, he signed up on his own app, but I didn't really, you know, he's new to yoga. So he doesn't really know that there was a difference between a power yoga and a yin yoga class. <laughs> he was just very uncomfortable in what he wore that day because... <laughs> I did not give him the heads up that you should wear. If you're going to like a power yoga class, like tight leggings, a tank top or biker shorts, you're not going to wear any socks, not going to wear any shoes. You're not going to be doing like intense cardio in one of those. So I wouldn't really say your hair needs to be like that pulled back, but like braids or a claw clip or a bun. And then I'll have some jewelry on, but I do find like a necklace to be a little annoying because mm-hmm. you're going to be doing like downward dog and it can get like caught on your chin. Do you agree with that one? Yeah, I wore it <laughs> last week and I was ripping it off like 10 minutes in. I'm like, oh, I hope I don't forget this on the ground, but this is not staying on. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will bring in... A mat, a water bottle, if it's a hot yoga class, like a small hand towel and water for sure. A lot of studios will have their own block straps and bolsters. It just, your yoga instructor will usually tell you when you walk into that class what you need for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Yeah, I would just say like yoga studio room courtesy is to space apart from other people. Like if you can stand in the mat and like put your arms out to each side and not touch the other person's mat or the wall, that's nice. If you are brand new, going into the back of the room for your first couple of months even, maybe it's so helpful to look at the people in front of you so that you can follow them. Because as the instructor says the cues and they do it, you're like, oh, okay, that's what I'm doing. And they don't feel like people are watching you as much. What do you have to add? 
I think getting there early, hopefully most studios for your first class will just kind of walk you through where things are. And if not, I feel like you can always ask that. Like, oh, it's my first time here. Is there anything I should know? I feel like hopefully they'll be very enthusiastic and help you out. Always as a tip that we always share is go with a friend, find someone who'll go with you. And I think those are great tips. Any final thoughts? Thank you for being so knowledgeable and sharing all of this because yeah, it's such a great practice to get into. <sighs> Wrapping up thoughts, I guess would be like, if you're trying to get into yoga is to follow people on social media that post the type of content that inspires you. I feel like that was really helpful for me because I would see these people moving and bending and doing these beautiful postures. And I was just like, I wish that was me so bad. And finally, after like legitimately a year of watching influencers or everyday people doing yoga online, I was like, all right, I want that to be me. And finally built up the courage to go do it. And I feel like that connection that you develop with yourself translates. Like I didn't have the fear to go to boxing or Pilates because I was more connected with myself. Like I was so afraid to face myself. Mm -hmm. And yoga teaches you to really confront your body, your thoughts, your emotions, because when all the distractions are set aside and it's you and your mat, like you can't escape. You have to face whatever is in front of you. You can't hide. You can't curl up in a blanket. You can't turn the lights off. Like it's almost like you're like illuminated to yourself, if that makes sense. And once you can conquer that and feel safe and secure with who you are, that will translate into so many other areas of your life. And I think that's why when people see really spiritual or yoga people creating online, like you can even sense that through the phone sometimes. Like, wow, this person's just like got a lot of peace with themselves. Like they just seem like they're living their life. And once you really get into yoga, I think it's easier to understand how that can come to be. Oh, amazing. Well, I told Allison, I definitely need to go to a class. I really wanted to go this morning. And then I just truly did not have the discipline. I just didn't hold myself to it. But maybe I'll go tonight because this is just really what I need right now. So thank you for sharing this again. You're welcome. I'm sorry, guys, if this was too in, too teachery. No, I think it's so helpful. I did not know any of this. I never even knew what the word yoga meant. And I almost wish that some yoga studios had a little class where you just go for 16 minutes and learn all the words and just sit there. That'd be so nice. Right? Like an, um, an onboarding class? Yeah. Like photography, what, photography businesses, like the one in Omaha, what's it called? Rockbrook camera. When you buy a camera, they have a 60-minute intro to photography class every purchase of a camera. I'm like, that's so nice. They should do that with yoga studios. Like once a month, have a 60 minute option, maybe even 30 minutes of learning and then like 15 minutes of a specific deep dive. So you can just learn about the practice. I did not know any of this. That would be really nice. I'll suggest that to my studio. My place does have workshops for specific things. Like let's say headstands or handstands. Mm -hmm. Every couple of weeks, there's a workshop for a specific posture. And I've gone to a couple and they're really cool. And it's so fun. If there's not a class going on after the class you go to, I love to stay and mess around after. I'm sure yoga instructors are probably like, don't fucking tell people to do that. We're trying to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Not actually. Or practice at home. But Clay and I have so much fun just like in the kitchen doing like acro yoga or one of us will just practice a headstand or handstand and we'll like hype each other up. Or we'll, even if it's like a Sunday, we'll just do a little yin yoga while we're like waiting for the pancakes to cook. It's truly something that whether it's the breath work, whether it's the mindset, the morals, the meditation, you can take yoga with you everywhere, every day. And I think there's kind of like a common quote that's like, a lot of yoga is done off of your mat. Mm. But that's all I have for today. I'll end on that. Namaste. Namaste.
Yay. Thank you. Also, please take everything I said with an asterisk because I am still learning, but I will link some resources. You can get it direct from someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Perfect. We love it. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Are We Friends? We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, wait, really quick before you go, if you want a chance to be the Artie Friends Listener of the Week, we have something for you. Leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And for bonus entries, there's so many ways to support our show. Share about us on your Instagram story, engage with us over on TikTok, post on our Facebook group, join the Patreon page, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure to send that rating and review to our Instagram page, Artie Friends Podcast, and we pick a new Listener of the Week every Wednesday. We'll send you a $10 Visa gift card if you win, just as a way of saying thank you to buy you a coffee, buy you a sweet little treat, whatever you want. Thanks again, you guys. We appreciate you so, so much. And we'll catch you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.